Thank you for downloading and or streaming and or watching Recasted. That's right. Jesse and I are back. The boys are back in town. And we have video now. We didn't have that before. No, we've grown up a bit, Wayne. Uh, you've definitely leveled up plenty of time since we uh, last sat in the Recasted studio. It is Recasted 2.0, which is kind of a longish story. Um, basically, we did Recasted. You guys know if you followed us before. And then we kind of stopped doing it. We got into the sports thing, doing Infinity Sports. And now we're kind of getting back into the Recasted thing. And I've learned a lot from doing the sports thing. So we got a lot of new features that you guys are going to like. Make sure you follow us. We are on Twitter at Recasted Podcast 8. Weird, I know. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's on Instagram. Instagram at Recasted Podcast 8. On Twitter at Recasted Podcast. And on Facebook at Recasted Podcast. And we also host All Things Movies, which is a Facebook group. And you can post whatever you want. Trailers, you know, movie reviews, whatever you want. Yeah, I'm, I'm loving the, uh, the All Things Movies. Uh, the questions that you've been posing so far have been super interactive i love that we're getting some some information from some friends as well as uh some twitter friends as well i know that we've gotten some uh some comments from some other podcast folks so it's been great to see some early interaction from all things movies i got really excited on uh twitter i believe it was i posted my question who is your first movie crush now mine was kim cattrall from the movie mannequin which is like 1986 87 i was like seven years old but i had a huge crush on her so i tagged her in the post and she liked the post i was like oh my god kim cattrall liked my post that, that is awesome yeah uh, I, I ended up going back to see because i was like man maybe maybe it was an unverified uh, account and he's getting all hyped up and excited for nothing she had that blue check mark baby yep blue check mark so she's like 60 something now but i bet she still looks good um <laughs> Gilf. <laughs> so obviously we start off the show we just talk a little bit about some movie news before we get into the recasting and i know with me and jesse talked about doing a couple of trailer reviews and the first one that i want to do is the one that i'm most excited about which is the venom 2 let there be carnage trailer now at the end of the venom movie they had the end credit scene where he goes and sees woody harrelson in the mental institution and i know people walking out of the theater were like oh my god carnage is going to be in the next movie and then we didn't hear anything for like three or four years. So it's really cool to see that we're getting Carnage in the next Venom movie. Yeah, uh, Venom is the, that one Marvel property that I think is still under Sony. Um, and so I'm still kind of, I, I was curious to see what it would have become um, prior to the movie coming out. But I thought Venom was a huge success. Um, and then after seeing this trailer for Venom 2, uh, I think that it's going to be very exciting. It's very fun in a way. I like um the playful nature um, that it kind of has to it, um, you know, the, the breakfast scene, and then even the, um, uh, I think it's Mrs. Chan um, in the uh, the convenience store. Um, so there, there's a few instances where there's some playful nature to Venom, um, but I think Woody will do a nice job. Um, I think maybe he's a bit old for the casting, but it's so much CGI now that will it really matter? Well, that's the thing is that it's being directed by... Um... What was his name again? Samuel Raimi? Not Samuel Raimi. Um, um, I, it's the gentleman um, that uh, does... Andy Serkis. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Uh, Andy Serkis, so who... Take it. Yeah, he was... Um, you know, he's big into CGI. He was Gollum in uh, The Hobbit and those movies. He was uh, Ulysses Claw in the Marvel Universe. But he's a director, and he directs CGI. So Venom is r an 86-mile-per-hour fastball right down the middle for him. So he should be able to crush this one out of the park. My daughter was excited because in the trailer they show a newspaper clip that says the Daily Bugle, and she was hoping that we might get a glimpse of Tom Holland in this new Venom movie. That may be the case. I know that you know as uh, the contracts um, are either expiring or kind of going on, we're hearing more and more rumors about how there's potential for a lot of tie-ins, uh, especially with the Spider-Man No Way Home uh, being such uh, a huge... Uh, door opener for phase four and marvel that tom holland could be uh kind of weaved into the venom story but i also don't want it to take away from um the the acting job that tom hardy does and what we may be able to see from venom too no i think it would probably be one of those end credit you know scenes or mid credit scenes where maybe you just see tom holland run into um you know uh tom hardy just kind of on the street like hey what's up and then it'll be like whoa they're beating each other in the same universe yeah yeah, that, that could certainly be something that they do, you know, one of those end credit scenes um, where he's not going to be woven into the story, but um, it's more fan service, which I'm here for. All right. Um, another trailer that came out was the Tomorrow War with Chris Pratt. And yeah. 
there's a lot of buzz about this movie. Obviously, Chris Pat, it's a big star. It looks like a lot of money was spent on this movie. But I don't get it. Like, I'm watching it, and I'm like, okay, so some people from the future are fighting a war. They go back in time to recruit him to go back to the future to fight in this war with them. I, I don't know. It was very... It was a typical action movie trailer. Lots of clips of action, you know, two seconds at a time in bursts. And then I don't really know what the movie's about. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, Wayne, I've already seen John Carter, and it was a good movie. Um, I would have liked to have seen a John Carter too, and not a Chris Pratt movie. Um, because tell me what, tell me what John Carter has that this doesn't. Alien type futuristic action scenes and a guy that goes back and forth through time, and it actually gave me. Uh, Taylor Kitsch, who plays uh, J- uh, Tim Riggins in the Friday Night Light movies. So this seems so much like that movie that it gives me like Avatar vibes. Or like Avatar was so much like Fern Gully that I'm just like, we're just like going like a decade further with CGI and acting like we haven't already seen this story before. I think it was basically they just got Chris Pratt and they're hoping that that Marvel audience will just watch any Chris Pratt movie. But I'm no sucker. Like I want to see some details. Yeah, and they're certainly passing Chris Pratt around. I mean, he was in all, all those, you know, newer uh, Jurassic Parks. And uh, was he in the Indiana Jones? I mean, you know a lot more about the Indiana Jones franchise than I. Yeah, there was talk yeah. that they were going to do an Indiana Jones 5 and that he was going to be Indiana Jones in the movie, which I don't mind that. But I don't, I, but yeah, he's, he's getting around. Yeah, it's he's getting a little too much. Not as much as The Rock. Jeez, The Rock is in everything now. Well, yeah, he's, he's pretty oversaturated, but although I am excited for the eventual Black Adam movie. Well, that and they got. I saw the preview the other day for um, Jungle Cruise, which again I don't even want to get into it. Years ago, (laughs) yeah, but it's basically like you know Disney's going to be opening up a new theme park ride, and like, well, we got to come out with a movie first. (laughs) Yeah, we're reaching now. (laughs) Yeah, the uh, last trailer I had here was last night in Soho. You told me to check it out. Uh, I'd seen it on Instagram, Twitter, people talking about it. So I said, well, I'll I'll check it out. It's a two and a half minute teaser trailer. And I don't another movie I don't get. I see the girl goes to bed at night. She wakes up in the '60s, and then all of a sudden, people are trying to kill her. Like, did the '60s come back to the present? Is she stuck in the '60s? Why do the people want to kill her? Do they not really want to kill? Her? I, I don't know. I couldn't get it all. Uh, I mean, honestly, after a trailer, if I'm left with a lot of questions um, and I, I guess potential interest, then they got me. Um, and that's what that trailer did. It had me um, asking questions. Well, it also had me interested. I've seen the star of that movie uh anya taylor johnson or at least one of them in a a few things in the past few years and so i think um that it's worth giving it a try i thought that it was an original enough premise um and uh honestly they got me with the song too um i'm a big sucker for songs and trailers um but uh, i think that it's interesting enough for me to give it a shot um so I'm going to give you a rebuttal to what I just said, but also don't let us forget to uh, at least touch on Eternals if you still would like to. Oh, Eternals. Okay, yeah. We can definitely talk about that. Um, Again, I saw the trailer for that. And there's another one that leaves me very much like, I don't know what this movie's going to be about. Obviously, it's about these people in the spaceship, and that's about all I know. When you saw the trailer for, uh, or the first trailer, or heard the first information for Guardians of the Galaxy, what was your first take? I didn't know who the Guardians of the Galaxy were, and I was like, "Why is Marvel making this movie?" That's kind of that's kind of the the vibe I'm getting from Eternals. Is I don't know anything about these folks. I do know that there are some high class actors and actresses in this uh, movie. Marvel really doesn't miss a lot of times when it comes to casting. Uh, so I mean, obviously they have Jolie in there, but they have uh, a few others that were sprinkled from uh, uh, Gar. Games of Thrones as well, um, at least two or three um, from that franchise. Um, and I know that they have some unknowns as well that are going to end up being bigger names. Um, but uh, the unknown story, the unknown characters, and just knowing that Marvel really doesn't miss all too much, um, and they have been in probably several years, um, leaves me excited for this. I mean, this is the first Marvel movie um, that um, you know I'm going to be able to see in over a year. I'm skeptical, and only because when Iron Man died in Endgame, I was like, where do they go from here? Like, what is the next phase going to be? And we've seen that Black Widow is going to come out. We've seen some of the TV shows on Disney+, Plus, The Eternals, uh, Shang-Chi, I think, and The Legend of the Ten Rings. And after seeing all that, I still don't know where Marvel's going with this. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a cluster. 
Um, but it's a cluster that I believe in them. It's almost like uh, the, you know, if anybody knows anything about Wayne and I sports fandom, um, we are Patriot fans. It's, I tie it to, you know, in BB, we trust. In Marvel, I trust at this point. Um, you know, in uh, their large collection of movies, um, they have a few misses for sure. But all in all, they have some great, great hits. And more recently, they have nothing but hits. And so... Um, while I'm confused as to what it holds, that's because we've spent, you know, over 15 years kind of getting attached to a few characters that are no longer with us. So I'm going to trust the process, as Joel Embiid would say, and uh, see what Marvel does with this next phase. But I'm certainly still excited. I trust them as well, just like the Patriots and Bill we trust. And Bill doesn't always get it right. And Marvel's not always going to get it right. And I am worried because... What I expect is that so much is riding on these next three films and then Spider-Man. Everyone's excited for Spider-Man because we know him. But these next three films, where we don't know the characters that I think that if they don't do what is expected, if they don't perform as we expect as Marvel fans, I wouldn't be surprised if the multiverse of madness brings Iron Man and possibly Captain America back to get those fans back in the theaters. Oh, that would that'd be tough. Um, I think especially on those younger actors and actresses that I feel like have kind of earned their time in the, in the light now. Um, but, you know, only time will tell. Um, I'll agree that, you know, Belichick and, and Marvel have had some misses. But um, as far as the movies, um, like Black Widow was meant to come out a few years ago. So, I mean, I, I don't really know if I count that one as like, oh, let's see how that one progresses the story. That one's more of a throwaway. I want to see the Shang-Chi, the Eternals. I want to see how those ones that and Spider-Man. Let's see how those three built the storyline. Would you be opposed to or in favor of instead of Karen as the voice in Spider-Man suit, Tony being the voice in Spider-Man suit? I think that would be awesome. Um, I think they certainly have the technology to do it, and it would be a, a wonderful callback. I mean, Karen isn't really a character that anybody got attached to. I mean, we ended up seeing Jarvis turn into uh, Vision. Uh, so... Uh, I think that it would be a wonderful callback and a uh, maybe that's a way to uh, get people still interested. Um, you know, you, you get to put that RDJ uh, name in the credits um, and uh, still have him intervene in the story somehow. I mean, it's certainly his technology all over uh, Falcon. Um, that's all we have for trailers, I think, right? No other trailers? But that's all the trailer talk we had, folks. We're about to all go right. back in time. All right, you ready to get uh, start doing some recasting? I'm ready. All right, let's do it. Today's movie is. A Night Tale, 2001, with Brian who prior to this movie had uh, and he was actually a writer on the movie 42, Man on Fire, which I know Jesse likes, and he was a writer on L.A. Confidential, which won an Academy Award for Best Picture. So, very decorated director, although I haven't really heard much of him since then, just 42. But A Night's Tale does come out in 2001, has uh, Heath Ledger as the star, a bunch of other people at the time who weren't really well known Heath Ledger was the biggest star he'd done 10 things I hate about you he had done the Patriot so he was on the upswing uh, when he did this movie it was before the Dark Knight though when we really got to see what he was capable of um, I guess starting things right off the bat what did you think about the movie uh, I really enjoyed it I wasn't sure what I was going to expect I mean originally when I saw it I mean I've seen it plenty of times since but originally um, I think of a night and I'm not super stoked with you know stories to go way back in time um, that try and tell uh, a story from back then. Um, and obviously, um, uh, at that age, when I was originally seeing it, um, actors and actresses and um, the weight that they carried didn't mean all that much to me. Um, but I absolutely enjoyed the movie. Um, the soundtrack blew me away. Um, I love how they were able to take um, newer age songs and kind of put them in and um, make me really excited to kind of continue to watch the movie, but I thought the performances were great. Um, and it's a movie that has um, a lot of rewatchability. Extremely rewatchable. I've probably seen it eight, nine times at least in the last year. 
It's a really great movie, and I do like the soundtrack as well. I'm glad you brought it up. I'd written down a bunch of the songs, uh, the way they incorporated We Will Rock You with the fans and uh, Golden Years when they're doing the dance uh, with David Bowie. Uh, Even the outfits were kind of modern day. The only thing where they meshed the modern and the past that made me cringe was the Nike armor. I could have done without the Nike armor. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was goofy. Um, but we are recasting eight roles today and uh, starting things off, I guess, with William Thatcher. I'll, I'll kick things off with William. He was played by Heath Ledger. Uh, Heath Ledger at the time, like I said, he did 10 Things I Hate About You. He did The Patriot. I'm thinking he's a character at this time who's about 25 to 30. Uh, so he's older than 21 because he's drinking. He's doing stuff with his friends, even though I know yep. there was no drinking age back then. I'm thinking the 25 to 30 range. Uh, boyish good looks, right? So he's not rugged. He's kind of uh, smooth-faced, uh look to him nice smile charming he's fit but he's not like jacked he's not muscular yeah i wouldn't say scrawny but i wouldn't say like yoked either exactly so when i was casting this role i said you know who's a character who i feel fits all of these things and i kept coming back to taron egerton and taron egerton i know obviously was in the kingsman series he's the lead role there he played elton john and rocket man uh he did the crappy crappy robin hood movie uh with jamie fox and he was the voice of johnny in the movie sing and he can sing he's a very good singer but i feel like he looks the part he's 31 believe it or not but i think he can play that 25 26 year old character he's got the british accent we didn't need that it wasn't a prerequisite for me but because he's legend australian so but I felt Taron Egerton has the perfect look, so that's why I went with for this particular role. I, I really like that. I think, you know, he absolutely crushes the boyish looks, and I think that the Kingsman movies have been very enjoyable. Um, they show some class as well as uh, some really awesome action-y scenes. Uh, so I think that's a really good casting. Um, um, I, I'm i not super, super familiar with him, um, but I know that he's someone who's going to continue to uh, be cast for really good roles going forward. So awesome choice to start off your casting. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go with someone, and I'm going to give you the credit for who this is. So prior to me watching anything I'd seen him in, you actually said, this guy would be great. And it's Dylan Playfair. You had mentioned him to me. He is in some of the Descendants movies that both our daughters enjoyed. Um, but he's also in something that I went ahead and I watched nine seasons of, and it's Letter Kenny. So Dylan Playfair is uh, right around that same age. I think he's got the uh, long, blonde, dirty blonde hair, uh, boyish looks. Um, in Letter Kenny, he plays hockey um, and is actually pretty good at it. And then in the very brand new Disney Plus series, um, the Mighty Ducks, he actually plays uh, the coach. Um, and so he's tied into hockey um, in a few things that he does. He is from Canada, um, but I think that he's got um, a shorter resume um, and certainly not as star-studded than uh, Egerton, um, but I think he crushes those looks, and he's a spot-for-spot uh, a spot, uh, just remake of uh, Heath Ledger when uh, he played the role um, of William in A Knight's Tale. Yeah, he's definitely – because he plays Gaston's son in The Descendants. He does, and- yeah. I remember watching it and thinking like, man, that guy looks like Heath Ledger. And so I started pulling up some still shots or like the, you know, like whatever the shots they send the directors. Yeah. I'm like, Oh my God. Like he's a doppelganger. Like he looks just like him. Yeah. And he's a super playful guy. I mean, in letter Kenny, which is more of like an adult show, I'd say, um, he gets colorful. Um, and, um, but he's, he's very fun. Again, he's a hockey player. So he's got that athletic build. Um, but, uh, then in the newest Disney plus series, the Mighty ducks, I mean, he's, he's getting himself some more prominent role. He's getting himself known when you, when you get under the Disney umbrella, you're starting to do things for yourself. All right. Yeah. I like that. Um, what about Roland? Who do you, what's your take on that? Uh, so my Roland, uh, was someone that, um, I hadn't seen in a very long time. Um, until recently, um, I had gone on to Netflix and watched a, uh, it was the Ted Bundy tapes with Zac Efron. I don't know if you'd ever gotten a chance to see it or were interested at all. I've heard um, it was good. It was good. Um, but in there, I saw an actor that I was like, mm, I haven't seen you in so long. That's Haley Joel Osment. Um, it had uh, been a very long time since we'd seen him. Uh, started out as a kid actor in the sixth sense, obviously. Um, but, um, he's, uh, he's become a, a man. Um, had a, a bit of a beard to him, and uh, he's 
he's gotten a little bit more round. Um, still a, a bit of a soft-spoken guy, um, but I think um, looks-wise now, I think he could really uh, play Roland very well, um, and he certainly does and is older than uh, my William character would be, and I think that's essential because I wouldn't say he's that father figure, but he's certainly the oldest of the bunch, and I think he, he plays the maturest of the bunch as well. Yeah, I agree, and I do like that cast because I saw Haley Joel Osment in Entourage. I think he was in Entourage the movie, and then he was also in uh, Silicon Valley. He played uh, a tech guy in that. Yep. And so you're right. Yeah, he looks very similar to the Roland character. He's a little bit heavier. He's got the rough face. You know, he's got the beard going. And we know he can act. I mean, he's a great actor. Yeah, um, Pay It Forward as well as a kid. I forgot that one. Yeah, Pay It Forward was great. Obviously, you know, the Sixth Sense, um, Forrest Gump. <laughs> so um, I didn't like AI, to be honest with you, because it was just so depressing for me to watch that movie. Yeah. Uh, but we're getting a little bit off topic. Uh, I agree with you. Roland had to be a little bit older because he is the oldest of the bunch. He's like the older brother of the three brothers or four brothers, whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, so I figured, you know, I have written down here uh, for Roland, someone in the range of you know, 35 to 40 even, right? So again, a little bit older than William. Um, very lovable, right? He's protective. He's got that older brother vibe to him, but he's kind of funny or he he's not going to deliver the funny lines necessarily, but he is going to get all the funny stuff like there's something about him that makes everything else funnier right. uh, mark addy originally played him who was you know robert baratheon in game of thrones uh yes. he um was he was, in, also, he was on like an abc sitcom show as well that i can't remember the name of, but he was on a show there as well still standing and it's a really yeah. funny show um but yeah so he's great and he plays a chicago salesman in that so i was trying to find somebody who would encapsulate that and before I, I go to my cast i actually have a scene here i'm going to play with mark addy this is the scene in the movie that actually makes me laugh out loud every time i watch this movie it never isn't funny so here's the scene way walk in the garden of his turbulence yeah So I just think it's so funny that everyone's silent. And, and the true story behind that is that most of the extras in the scene were like from Sweden and things like that. They didn't speak English. So they, they were supposed to cheer yeah. when Chaucer finished his speech and they didn't know how. So he was queuing them up to cheer. But it's so funny because obviously in the movie it plays like they're all like, what is he talking about? Yes. <laughs> It, it was perfect. Like you said, it's not like he's meant to be the funny guy, but just the way that he does deliver them, it hits every time. Uh, the actor I went with on this role is from the movie Bridesmaids. He was in the movie This Is 40. Uh, he's the voice of Grub and Epic, and that is Chris O'Dowd. Uh, he's an Irish actor. Um, a little bit rougher. He's not as big. He's not He's not a tubby guy, you know, but he's just very funny. If you think of the character Grub and Epic, if you've seen that, um, he's just a funny, he's got kind of the funny lines, and he's that guy who will provide comic relief but not be the main source of comic relief. So is he uh, is he married to um, Melissa McCarthy? Oh, in Bridesmaids? I, I think in real life, too. I think oh, in real life? Oh, I don't know. In real, I know in Bridesmaids, he was the guy, like the police officer, I think, that she... He's, he's, he's the airport marshal or whatever, and she's like, yeah. I, I know you got that in there. Yeah. Um, okay. So, I didn't know he's married to Melissa McCarthy. That's crazy. I, I think he is. Maybe I'm, I'm talking out of school here, um, but I know, at least in the movie, I know they have that funny scene, so I'm trying to remember who you were thinking of, um, but someone did mention to me that they were married, so maybe, maybe I'll be able to throw them under the bus if I name drop them, but... Um, but um, that, that would be a hilarious couple. Uh, but, yeah, I think uh, I know exactly what you're thinking of now. And I think, you know, um, certainly has the age aspect to him, has um, the the facial hair and uh, the subtle funny, not the overpowering funny. Yeah, he's got an Irish accent, too. A lot of my characters are going to have accents. So. It works. Uh, the next character we are recasting is Watt. Now, Watt was played by Alan Tudyk or Tudyk. I'm not sure how you say his name. Uh, I always think of him from the movie 28 Days with Sandra Bullock. He was uh, the gay guy in her uh, rehab class or whatever it was. He uh, is Pirate Steve in Dodgeball. Um, he is uh, King Arr. Candy. Yeah, he's the voice of King Candy in uh, Wreck-It Ralph. He's also the voice of the Duke of Weselton in uh, Frozen. So yeah. he does a lot of voice acting, but he's a funny guy, and he's the one that has the comic 
stuff. You know, he's spazzy. He's got anger management issues. The the bright red here, the I will fong you. Right? He ends up he ends up punching another character we haven't quite cast yet. He does, and he has another great funny line. So this is the last clip I'm going to play. So sorry if everybody's expecting lots of clips, but I did have a clip for Watt as well because this is another one of those scenes that makes me laugh. Better a silly girl with a flower than a silly boy with a horse and a stick. It's called a last. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, he's so great, and obviously, I love the dynamic between him and Chaucer, who don't get along. Um, Not at all. <laughs> no, but they all have William's best interest at heart. Uh, Absolutely. So I had written down again between thirty and thirty-five. So he's that middle child, right? He's between Roland and William. He's right. kind of a little bit younger. Uh, very sensitive, nerdy, but you know he's got those anger issues. Um, I thought a smaller, scrawny, nerdier guy who has a Napoleon complex, and I went with Simon Pegg. Uh, okay. So if if you know who Simon Pegg is, uh, if you don't, basically he's Benji Dunn in the Mission Impossible movies, Hugh Campbell in The Boys, um, he's Scotty in Star Trek. And of course, he's run Fatboy Run, Shaun of the Dead. Um, so he's a little bit scrawnier than Alan Tudyk, but he's got that same red hair. You can see him being spazzy and having, like I said, Napoleon complex, being angry all the time and absolutely and aggressive. So that's kind of who I went with that role. Yeah, I think that I think that really hits. Uh, I think so far the cast is uh, starting to, to really catch fire there. Uh, so uh, I was super excited about my cast coming into this, but so far yours is really impressed as well. Uh, right here uh, for for what I've got someone who um, honestly haven't seen him in, in anything in, in a while either, and maybe that's just due to my own ignorance, and I'm not as big of a movie buff, especially in the indie scene or, or the international scene. Um, but we're all gonna know him from uh, he was in uh, at least seven to eight movies as Ron Weasley, and this is my boy Rupert Grint, uh, redhead, fiery, emotional, um, and can certainly deliver comedic lines when needed to. Um, you know, Ron Weasley in the Harry Potter movies, um, played sidekick, played second fiddle, um, but certainly showed his emotion um, all too often in that series. Um, and I think that um, has the looks, has the emotion, the personality to go ahead and, and play very nicely off of my William um, and my Roland. I like the look of him and I like the personality. I agree with you. The only thing is because I haven't seen him in much outside of the Harry Potter movies, right? Yeah. Is the Harry Potter movies are very dark. I mean, all of them. And so he plays kind of a darker version of Watt, maybe, in, in those movies, not necessarily in this movie. But when Ron takes or eats the love candy and then he's all like happy, right? That's who I'd want to see as Watt, is like that kind of more of a upbeat, you know, skipping down the hallway kind of guy. Yeah, I'd like to say he has the range, but I mean, like I said, I mean, I've really only seen him in that franchise, and so they kind of put him in a box there. Um, so hopefully, he has the ability to kind of grow into something uh, with more potential. But I think at least the foundation for you know the looks and the emotions to be there, it's a good start. Yeah, and I'd like to see him get that opportunity to grow because obviously we've seen Daniel Radcliffe has gone on to do a lot of stuff. He's a tremendous yeah. actor. Um, yeah, I mean, all, all of them kind of gone on, but he hasn't really done anything Americanized, and it would be interesting to see him kind of take on a role like this. Uh, I'd be curious to see that. Yeah, I've even seen, um, can't believe the name is slipping me right now, Neville, um, the actor that plays Neville. I've even seen him more recently than I've seen anything that, um, you know, Rupert Grint has done. All right, and you got Kate, right? I do have Kate here. Um, so uh, Kate um, is... She is not the love interest of William, right? She is um, the kind of the fourth member of uh, the the group here with William. Yeah. Okay. So I wanted to to pick someone who has that that dark hair, but can also hold her own. Um, and um, I'm curious to see your um, impression of this actress because I know that she's had quite a spotty uh, resume or filmography. Um, but that is Kristen Stewart. Um, she did the Twilight movies um, and then also um, was a bit more of a badass in the Charlie's Angels remake that they had redone um, more recently. And so I think it was after seeing the trailer for that that I was like, 
this girl's got some tough and rough nature because when we see Kate, she's welding. Um, she's trying to fit in in a group of a bunch of guys who are like, no, no, uh, uh. and she's like the last one that William is like begging to help her with armor. Um, and so she tries to hold her own. Um, she's definitely doing uh, her best, um, but I think she's a tougher female, and I think that's why Kristen Stewart can probably play that. Yeah, I think so too. She was actually on my short list. Uh, it was Kristen Stewart. I think I didn't go with her only because I was thinking of budget because I'd already cast her in Egerton. That's going to take up the majority of my budget in this film. Uh, but I think she's absolutely perfect for that role. I think that is who I think of as Kate, uh, who was originally played by Laura Fraser. That's Lydia in the Breaking Bad shows. Um, she was the one that he poisons at the very end. Spoiler yeah. alert, if you haven't seen Breaking Bad. Um, <laughs> but uh, he, uh, I like her. I forget, 30 to 35, kind of a widow. Like you said, she's girly, she's pretty, but she's tough. She's been, she's hardened because she's yeah. been living life as a single woman in a man's world. She does a man's job, you know? And if you remember, Will, William actually gets her to help him with the armor because she was like, oh, did they tell you not to see me because I was a girl? And he goes, no, they actually said you're great with horseshoes, but you're shoddy with armor. The fact that you're a woman wasn't even brought up. Yeah. <laughs> she just wants to prove everyone wrong that she's good with armor, too. Um, yeah, that yeah, was I savvy like that. by William. Very savvy. So, yeah, I was trying to think of somebody tough, like you said. Uh, like I said, pretty but tough. And I ended up going with Jennifer Goodwin. She is in Once Upon a Time. She plays Mary or Snow White, uh, that character. Um, she's the voice of Judy Hopps in Zootopia. But she, it looks very much the part. She's got shorter hair, you know, so this is fine, again, for the role. But she's got dark hair. She's very strong. She's independent. That's what I think this character needs. And so I kind of went with her. Plus, I feel like she's a TV star. She hasn't really done much in movies. So this is kind of giving her an opportunity to break onto the big screen. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's what you and I have to try and do, especially if we have some bigger named cast members elsewhere. Then we're going to have to get some people who maybe haven't had the opportunity to blow up yet. And I think we're, we're giving some people that opportunity. Um, I think I think it's a, a good choice. Um, honestly, I'm not as familiar with um, a lot of her work. I mean, obviously, I've seen Zootopia. Um, I have a child. Um, and it, it's a funny movie. Um, but I, I think it's a good choice. I would just, I'd like to familiarize myself with her, her uh, non-animated roles more just to kind of see how she looks. Because I really, I can't have, I don't have a picture of her right now. So, um, but I, I'm sure you did a great job of kind of doing a, a spot for spot. Yeah. And like I said, if you check out once upon a time, like I said, she's the snow white character. Um, if you do check out once upon a time, I wouldn't watch past the second season because it really gets pretty repetitive after that. Um, okay. uh, was I, I was interested. I, th I think that was like an ABC thing. They were like really tying in some, some Disney st like stories, but like in a darker kind of thing. Yeah. Like yeah. they all don't know that they're, fairy tale characters like they're living in this world as regular people but they don't know that they are who they are okay. um and like i said the first season super interesting the second season kind of interesting after that they just keep recycling the same story yeah. over and over so. that's rough um yeah so the next character we have is uh chaucer jeffrey chaucer, chaucer. <laughs> so uh he was great paul bettany obviously vision we know him as that uh the albino monk in the da vinci code uh, tremendous, tremendous actor. But when he took on this role, this was like his first like big role, I think, that he took on in American. I think he might have done some stuff over in England. Um, yep. But he's a tremendous actor, uh, smart, well-spoken. He's got to have an arrogance about him because he's sarcastic. He's witty. You know, you like him. He's that that jerk friend. Like, you like him. He's a jerk. Like, I'm that guy. He's the jerk friend that you like because he's kind of a jerk friend. Yeah. Um, and so he's jerky to certain people. Um so yeah, so I'll be honest with you. So I know we're gonna do re almost recasted, and there's gonna be people that we talk about. But I had to bring up that I really, really, really wanted Tom Hiddleston for this role. I thought he would be spot on, beautiful for this role. But it's just gonna cost me too much. I can't afford that now that he's blown up and he's doing his own TV series as Loki. I'm not gonna be able to afford him. Yeah, so I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought him, but that would have been magical. Because yeah, be personality-wise, oof. But I ended up going with Jesse Spencer. So Jesse Spencer uh, played Dr. Chase in the TV show House. Uh, he's from Australia. Um, he's Matthew Casey in Chicago PD, Chicago Fire, Chicago Med. So he does a lot of Chicago shows. Um, but, yeah, when you Chicago see him, he's, yeah, he's, he's a good-looking guy. He's fit, um, blonde hair. He looks similar. Uh, and I was trying not to go based on just looks. But his demeanor, even in-house, is again, he's a very, very smart. He knows he's smart. He carries himself with a confidence and an arrogance. So I just thought he'd be good for this role. All right. So uh, it's been a long time since I've seen House, um, but I really did enjoy the show. 
Um, and and I'm, I'm sure that, you know, you picked an actor um, that is going to crush the role. Um, but I remember seeing you recently actually uh, mention House on Twitter. You've been very active on Twitter as Recast 2.0. That's, that's awesome. I do. And I, I am a huge, huge fan of House and Hugh Laurie. And it's weird to see Hugh Laurie do anything other than House because he's British. And so he has a British accent. Yeah. And so anytime I see him with his normal accent, I'm like, wow, he sounds weird. Just do your House accent. Yeah, I think that's one of the the first kind of accents that threw me when I was like, wait, that's not how he really talks. <laughs> uh, so my Chaucer um, is, um, I mean, loved the role um, that Bettany played. Um, I mean, seeing the dude naked in the movie was just like, what are we doing here? Um, but I mean, he's, he's hilarious. And when you find out why he was nude and, and why he ends up being nude again and um you know just the struggles the dude has but he, he definitely has so much smarts about him he has a way with words um and uh so i'm not really sure where you would peg him age-wise but i'm gonna go ahead and fully admit i'm gonna come out here in front of it that i'm picking a guy that's probably a bit younger than what the target age is um and i'm going with an actor named cole sprouse and you originally saw him in big daddy that's the little kid in big daddy um, okay. and, and, uh, more recently, um, he's in a show called Riverdale. Um, and, uh, he's in a, a bit of a lead type role on there. I mean, he was also in the sweet life of Zach and Cody on there, him and his brother, um, cause they're twins. Um, but, um, plays a bit of a more adult, um, darker role, um, in the Riverdale show, but I think looks wise, I think he could certainly do it. And, um, in the Riverdale show, he plays a bit of a. Uh, I'm better than you swagger. Uh, he, he has that swagger. Um, so I, I just think um, maybe not a home run as far as my casting goes, but I think looks wise, he'd be okay. Um, and then um, I think he's got the confidence. So I'm excited to give one of those kind of more unknowns um, a chance to really blow up. Yeah, I'll be interested to see it as well. And I think that he fits the criteria of what we're looking for in terms of the established actor. He's somebody who's trying to kind of blow up a little bit more. Last time I saw him, he was actually Ross's son on Friends. So that's the last time I saw him. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so, I mean, yeah. The, the Riverdale show isn't bad. Um, it has, like, Archie and, um, like, I think some of the, like, newspaper comics, like the whole yeah, Archie. Yeah, Jughead, thing. Veronica. Yep. Uh, so um, I, I think uh, Cole Sprouse actually plays Jughead. Okay. Um, but um, it's actually a decent show. I, I, I'd give it a, a watch if, uh, you know, you're ever interested. I think I might check it out. Uh, I've heard interesting things about it that it is very dark and they have to like that kind of you know because it's not like the comic itself was kind of lighthearted, and this is yeah. not it's like you know there's drugs and sex and all kinds of stuff yeah yeah so some more uh some more recent kind of teen aspects to it uh so or, or young adult uh aspects to it but definitely I'd, I'd recommend the first couple seasons to at least get an idea of who this character and other characters could be all right um so uh our next one is jocelyn correct Correct, the leading woman. What a hottie. Um, and, and she was a smoke in that movie. Um, um, I can't tell you the act, the original actress's name. Um, Shannon Sassaman. And, and was she in anything else that you could really remember? Uh, 40 Days and 40 Nights with um, Josh Hartnett. Okay. Yeah, she's an absolute smoke. Um, and I, I think she uh, she played the role nice. Um, she, she's a, a softer type, um, quieter. Um, but uh, has just a really uh, amazing looks. Um, and so um, I'm going to say a name here, and you've already heard me say this name several times in the podcast, and even prior to the podcast when I were talking. Um, and so um, hopefully you've already Googled her or, or you've seen her, uh, Wayne, but it is Anya Taylor-Johnson. Mm -hmm. uh, so the first time I saw her was in the movie Split. Have you seen that movie? I haven't seen Split, no. Oh, man, absolutely recommend it. He crushed that role. I'm trying to think of the actor, um, but he also plays uh, Professor X in... Um, oh, yeah, James McAvoy. I've been familiar that it's an M. Night Shyamalan, and it got really yeah. rave reviews, and they've done three of them, because Unbreakable, Split, and Mr. Yeah, Black. Yeah, they, they tried to tie it after the success of this one. They are like, oh, well, I guess we should try and tie in like the other ones, and they made like Mr. Glass, whatever. But Split was fantastic. McAvoy was amazing. Um, but one of the female leads in this movie, or really the female lead, is Anya Taylor-Johnson. Um, and um, she... Um, has some some really unique looks, um, but I think that she would fit the role looks-wise. And then she's also been in uh, Queen's Gambit on Netflix. Not sure if you've seen that, Wayne. 
definitely recommend that as well. Even if you're not a chess player, a chess fan, it's a great short series, and she actually won an award for it. Um, and uh, she's in the trailer for um, the movie that we were speaking about earlier in our uh, show. Uh, is it Last Night in Soho or One Night in Soho? Uh, last Night. Last Night in Soho. So she's in that trailer. So recommend anybody who hasn't seen her to familiarize yourself with her face because she's definitely getting herself more and more roles. This is probably my one of my biggest stars so far along with, you know, Kristen Stewart. Um, but Anya Taylor-Johnson is a shooting star at this point. Um, and I think that looks why she'd kill it. Um, she, her, her roles that she has played, she's, she's quiet, but also captivating. Um, so I think that she'd kill this. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to check her out in, you know, movies like split and I know you said the chess one. I actually do uh, like yeah, chess. Queen's Gambit. It was like a six to eight part series. Um, absolutely worth your time. Uh, if you have Netflix, Go through it, um, and it's it's not all about chess, but she, and it's not a true story, but it had me and my mom at the edge of my seat, and I was like, I wouldn't have thought this prior to hit and play, um, but she crushes it. Okay, yeah, I'll have to check it. and I know that obviously in the preview that I've seen her, that's the one thing I've seen her, and she is very pretty, and that's mainly the thing that this role requires is somebody that William is going to go out of his way to try to win the affection of. And I think it's not just like in your face, pretty like you know, like you had mentioned in the past with some roles. I think it was um, one of the Breakfast Club roles. It, it's not in your face, pretty. I think for for Jocelyn, it, she's got like that unique. The, the, some of her features, um, especially like in her face or like her cheekbones, it's just something about her. It didn't scream, "Ah, I'm hot," but it was like, "Ooh, man, she's captivating." And so that's that's something that led me to, to my choice. Yeah, I found that she was very uh, almost exotic looking, like an Angelina Jolie, like a young Angelina Jolie, like something about absolutely agree. The dark complexion, dark eyes, um, very pretty, like you said, uh, just stunning, great smile. I actually went, and I know I went different than who I had originally had way back when we did this because I've been watching Mr. Robot. I've watched uh, four seasons of Mr. Robot now, which I love, by the way. Uh, I'm sad that it's over. But the character in there who plays uh, Johanna Wellick, now this is uh, Tyrell Wellick's wife, um, is just absolutely beautiful. Um, her name is Stephanie Corneliuson. She's 34, but she could easily play 23, 24. She's very young looking. Um, and when I put them side by side, which I'll do obviously on Twitter and Instagram, you'll see the side by side. She looks so much like Shannon Sassamon. A little bit older, but still has that exotic look. The the the, the eyes, like the, the, you know, the, a little bit bigger eyes. You know how that is, that, yeah. That type of thing. Uh, the lips are a little bit more full. Um, this complexion is darker. It's not uh, it's a light. Subtle things, yeah. Little things, yeah. And so she looks very, very, very similar. And just the way that she played her role in Mr. Robot, she was very strong, extremely strong, actually, very independent. And I think you're going to need that as this character as well. I haven't seen the show. I know that show originally started and had uh, was it Remy Malik in it, and now yes. it, it has the transition to Christian Slater fully now. Or oh, it's done. They did, they did four seasons and it's it's over. Oh, okay. But it was both of them uh, throughout the whole series. Okay, and and it's like um uh, like a spyware, like more technology driven, right? Yeah, so Rami Malik is a hacker, and the whole plan from season one is that they're going to – there's this corporation called Evil Corp, um, which is like Walmart, Disney, pick your poison, Amazon, right? And basically they own everything. They own cell phones, laptops. They own banks. They do loans. They, what they're going to do is they're going to completely, with malware, corrupt Evil Corp, and Evil Corp is going to lose all the money and all the information that they have with people who are in debt to them, and they're calling it just a techno technological revolution, right? Okay. Um, and so that's how it starts. And then there's like, you know, season two, three, there's the consequences of their action. What is step two in this process? Because the world's falling apart now that the economy's crumbling and it, it's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. I hadn't watched it prior, but um, I do enjoy Remy Malik. And I mean, obviously, you know, Christian Slater has, you know, a resume that's older than me. So um, something, something worth watching. I'm sure that wasn't meant to be like a, um, you know, a, a bad thing. I just know the guy's been in things since, prior to me being alive yeah he's, he's great in it uh i like him a lot i don't know if you watched ozark with jason bateman oh, yeah uh, i did okay so very similar I'll, character I'll up to date on that right so that very similar character in fact i did an instagram post where i said if you switched jason bateman and christian slater in these two roles they would still be exactly the same because their characters are so similar yeah uh, I, I, I saw you post that and i want to be like 
I'm in Ozark for Ruthie. All right. <laughs> um, all right. So we got about fuck. Uh, Count Adamar, uh, who was originally played by Rufus Sewell, he is the main antagonist in this movie. Uh, he's very, again, very dark, dark hair, dark complexion. He's older than William. Maybe let's call him 30 at the minimum. Yeah. Um, definitely, he, we know him. He always plays a bad guy. Rufus Sewell was in The Legend of Zorro. He was the bad guy in that. He was the bad guy, King Leopold in The Illusionist. Uh, in the movie John Adams, he plays Alexander Hamilton, who, by the way, was an adversary to John Adams, so he's going to be the bad guy in that. <laughs> so well, he just, just have that bad guy face, and then they just get pigeonholed into the bad guy roles forever. And that's what I thought. I thought I need to find somebody who looks like a bad guy because the minute this guy's on screen, you're like, he's the bad guy. I don't even need to hear him speak. <laughs> he's a bad guy. So um, I wanted somebody like that. Again, ruggedly handsome. Now, this is the opposite of William, who's boyishly handsome. This guy's going to be more rugged, you know, maybe a rough face, whatever it is. Um, Adamar had almost kind of like circles under his eyes, subtle, almost like, you know, like those rockers that wear black makeup. You yeah. know, like you can just tell he's a little bit darker. Um, and so I went with a guy who, again, looks wise, I think looks very, very similar to Rufus Sewell. You'll know him as Poe Dameron, and that's Oscar Isaac, uh, okay. who I think looks very similar to him, has that dark complexion, kind of looks like a bad guy, although the opposite with him, he's always played good guys. So it'd be interesting to put him in this role and have him be the villain. And I think he could do it because he's a tremendous actor. Oscar Isaac was actually just cast as a Moon Knight as well. Um, yes. yes. So, I mean, wonderful, wonderful actor um, and um, did great as Poe Dameron. Um, I think he was also um, a villain in one of the X-Men movies. If I can, maybe I'm, maybe I'm misremembering, but I think maybe he played a villain um, as well. I'm not sure. I know that um, he was the voice of Gomez Adams in those new animated Adams Family movies. Yes, yes. Um, and I love Adams Family. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a great choice. Um, very familiar face. He does have... Um, a very similar face. I think it's, I don't want to be um, like disrespectful and say weathered, um, but it does look a little weathered. It looks a little bit more aged. looks like it's like they like um, Adamar, like they've seen some shit. Um, and we know that Adamar, you know, has, doesn't he, he goes, goes out to war. You know, he's also won a bunch of, you know, these, uh, these tournaments that they, that, you know, William's going to. So, I mean, the guy has certainly seen his fair share of stuff at his age. So, um, he certainly would be uh, look and be older than William. Um, so my actor, a um, bit more well-known, um, and um, I don't think has maybe as dark of features um, as your casting or the original casting, um, but you're going to know him right off, and it's Miles Teller. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, know him uh, from a few things. Um, he was in the, the newer Footloose, um, Divergent, and also War Dogs. I um, believe that had um, Jonah Hill as well. Uh, War Dogs was amazing. <laughs> Was um, and I think um, you know a- after seeing um, you know those movies, I think Miles Teller could um, could really play you know the the dark um, the dark role that you know he'd need to in this. Um, I think that he would have an athletic build um, where he's not going to look um, like a bad fit, um, and and I think that he has the acting chops for sure. Yeah, I think Miles Teller to me is a little bit lighter of an actor again not saying he couldn't do dark but he just seems a little bit lighter and you know who he reminds me of when i look at him every time i see him i think he looks like a young john cusack that's who he reminds me of um yeah, yeah he's, he's got some of the features the cheekbones yeah. so I, I think that he, that's who he reminds me of it would be interesting to see him in this role as the bad guy because again he always kind of plays a good guy like oscar isaac does yeah. um you know he's the good i mean even in war dogs they're both kind of bad guys but he's the better of the two <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah, I mean, I can picture it, and I can picture him as Adamar. I think maybe just grow a little bit of a, a scruff, and I think that uh, yeah, if, good. He have, if he could have a shadow and, and also just maybe be a bit angry, maybe if someone shit his Cheerios that morning, um, we could kind of see the perfect casting. Yeah, he's got a punchable face for sure. <laughs> That's a key part being <laughs> All right, so you're gonna take us home with Edward. Uh, I've got Prince Edward here, um, and. Uh, I've got uh, an actor um, here in uh, Jonathan Reese Myers. Um, not sure if you are uh, super familiar with him. He was from um, uh, August Rush, right? He was the dad. Yes. 
Um, and uh, so I think he, he's got the looks, and I think that he could play a, a, a good guy and a good bigger brother to, um, you know, it's kind of the role he plays um, with William. Um, I think he could play um, that. I mean, he's not in the movie for long, um, but I think that he's certainly impactful. So I think that he could, you know, step right in and uh, do a nice job. I think so as well. Um, he's a little bit darker. I actually think he would have been a good Adamar because uh, he's a little bit of a darker character. But again, so is Edward. Edward, even though he's a good guy, he's the Black Prince of Wales, right? So it's like he's still kind of a darkish figure. Um, and so I do like that cast uh, for him. He's also British too, right? So we got the accent. We don't have to work on it. Right. Um, or is he Irish? I'm not sure. Um, he's, he's Irish. Yeah, so good call. Yeah, I've, I've got him up right here. Uh, he was in... Uh, he is Irish um, and uh, from Paris with love. Uh, looks like he played Elvis um, as well. So I'm I can see that. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I had him as uh, you know somebody King, who's played King Henry in, in the Tudors. So he's got some uh, some royal uh, background as well. All right, perfect. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Is somebody regal looking, you know, elegant, um, but at the same time, he likes jousting. He kind of likes to, almost like Jasmine likes to go down to the the village, you know, and kind of see the people. He likes to do that too, go and joust. Uh, in yeah. fact, that's revealed in the movie, right? When William fights him, anyways, even though he knows he's the prince. And uh, what was he saying to him? Right? He's like, uh, he goes, "Oh, he goes, you rode anyways." He's like, "Well, it's not in my nature to withdraw." He's like, "Nor is it in mine," but it happens. Yeah, yeah um, I thought that was super respectful. Uh, and then, of course, at the end, he's like, hey, you know, William is royal, and anybody who challenges me is challenging the throne will be beheaded or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know? so, like I said, super, not on the screen for super long, but super impactful. Indeed. And I went with uh, – he was originally played by James Purefoy. I know we didn't mention it, uh, who was Joe Carroll in The Following, um, and uh, Kantos Khan and John Carter. He mentioned John Carter. He was in that. Yeah. Um, I went with Chase Crawford. So Chase Crawford plays The Deep in the show The Boys. Uh, yes. which is like the Aquaman character. Yeah, uh, I went with him as uh, King Edward. Uh, he's also yeah. uh, Tyler Sims in the Covenant. Um, he's a very, very handsome guy. He's got a regal look to him. Um, and, and in this movie, he's not going to have a lot of lines. So it, this was a movie role where you could just say, hey, I'll just give this to anybody because he's got six lines in the movie. Um, but I went with Chase Crawford because I feel like he looks very similar to what I would want Edward to look like. Yep. And I, you know, I know him most from the boys, and I think that he's he certainly has uh, the looks, and I think the ability to crush that role. I I can't say I dislike any any of your castings this episode. I know in the past when we've done this, I think maybe we've had a bit more competitiveness to us, and be like, oh, I can't see that at all. Um, but I think in this one, we both, um, you know, really provided, um, you know, some really awesome recastings for a Knight's Tale and movie that I think that's probably our most our most recent of our recastings. Yeah, for sure, and and I definitely because it's two thousand one, so it just hits the twenty year mark this year. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, it was it was definitely fun to recast this movie because I enjoy it and reliving it. Uh, out of curiosity, did we going into the almost recasted portion? Were there any actors or actresses where you were so close to putting them in and then just kind of failed out? Um, yes. So let me go back up here. Um, so if I wasn't going to go Dylan Playfair, um, for Harry, um, which I think looks wise, it may it would have been a mistake for me to not go him. Then I was looking at Harry Styles. Okay. Um, so no, known more for his you know music with One Direction, but he's also trying to, to branch out into more of an acting role as well. And he's got the long hair, um, the the young boy looks, and the, and the British accent. So I thought that would have been nice as well. Um, for what? Um, instead of Rupert Grint, I thought maybe Seth Green could have could have uh, you know done that role as well. On uh, someone who plays a bit older, definitely emotional. I mean, we see him as Scotty in uh, the Austin Powers movies, and he's always emotional, fiery. Um, so he'd be the old, maybe a bit too old for me to cast um, with these guys. Um, but with the right cast, I think he'd have played um, a nice uh, Watt. And, he's a ginger uh, too, as well. And uh, you know who yeah. I almost went with for Watt, uh, but again. Budget-wise, uh, I almost went with Bill Hader as what? Okay. Uh, yeah. I think he would have been really good. Yeah, I, I love his Saturday Night Live stuff. Love it. Probably, he's probably part of like the, the funniest Saturday Night Live cast of all time. 
Um, oh, that's sacrilege. Sacrilege. No, no, no. Uh, the, with Sandler, Farley, Chris Rock, uh, who else? Dana Carvey, not Dana Carvey, uh, Spade, um, that whole cast. That was the, that was the best cast. There, there's a few generations that really hit it. So, I mean, I, we, we could probably have an episode about that. Um, um, my, my last almost, um, and I'm curious how you feel about this one, um, instead of Cole Sprouse, um, who, um, you know, again, you say you know him as Ross's baby and friends. Um, I almost went with Andrew Garfield. Okay. I can see that. So, you know, tall, um, you know, plays Peter Parker, who's, who's a nerd um, in the uh, the second iteration we see of uh, Spider-Man, the Amazing Spider-Mans. Um, and so I thought that would have been nice as well. Yeah, I like that cast as well. Um, and he, I can absolutely picture him as uh, Chaucer. Uh, yeah, some of mine I had, this is one I thought you wouldn't have liked, which was for Kate. Remember, we were talking about how she had to be kind of like a tough, pretty, but, you know, uh, tomboyish kind of role. Uh, I had Miley Cyrus giving her a shot. Um, I, I honestly wouldn't have hated. Um, I, I, you know, if you asked me this, you know, around her Hans, Hannah Montana days or just after it, I'd have laughed at you. But now, I mean, she's certainly shown so much range um, in her music career. Um, and she has slept with enough actors that hopefully she has some acting chops now. Yeah, I think the reason I, I, I went away from it, though, is because looking at the rest of my cast, I felt like having her in that role, she would be stealing the scenes from the other actors. And I didn't want that to happen because Kate doesn't steal scenes in the movie. Yeah. Um, so you kind of be drawn like, oh my God, Miley Cyrus is on the screen. Like, no, you're supposed to be paying attention to William right now. Right. Um, so that was one reason. Uh, Jocelyn, I had uh, Victoria Justice was one I had thought. Um, but I thought maybe she's just a little too kiddie-ish actor. I don't know. So I didn't, yeah, I she, well, she's from like the Disney. Um, she's from the Disney show, right? Uh, uh, Nickelodeon. Oh, okay. And, and then. Yeah, and then uh, Adamar, uh, Clive Owen, I think would be uh, a good Ooh. Adamar. Yeah, Clive um, Owen has those looks as well. Uh, Robert Pattinson, I had would be a good Adamar. Um, okay. But both of those guys, again, I think too big, too expensive, especially Pattinson becoming the next Batman. Like he's getting way too big for. Which, by yeah. the way, I'm going to recall the fact that way back when, I think maybe our very first show, we talked oh, about. I, 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 I re listened to it, man. You definitely, you called it just like you had called. You said, you know what? I'm going to double down because you'd called Will Smith crushing the genie role and you said i think that this one is going to be amazing what what i don't remember verbatim what you'd said if you have it go ahead i don't remember i just remember saying that yeah that i said you know that i was right about the genie that everyone thought will smith was going to second will smith i think killed it he wasn't robin williams but he wasn't supposed to be right. and then um i said you know robert pattinson i said i'm doubling down robert pattinson is going to absolutely crush this role as batman and i don't know if you saw the first trailer right i mean he looks pretty intense I mean, so far, I'm I'm certainly excited to give him a shot. Uh, I think my my initial take on the podcast that we had was, "Oh, the glitter night," uh, but <laughs> I know the the guy has a resume that you know is way longer than people actually think of, um, and it's not just from Twilight and Harry Potter. I mean, the guy um, is a great actor, and I think has the look. I think he'll do amazing in, in the role. So I'm certainly excited to see what they do with it. Um, and it sounds like they have a passionate – I think it, it works well when you have passionate guys behind it as well, so directors, producers that are passionate about the products. Like, you know, it shows with some of the Star Wars stuff that, w that we've seen more recently. When people are passionate, good stuff happens. I agree. Um, the last, the last one I had for recasting was um, for uh, Edward. I almost did uh, Tom Welling from Smallville. Was he the Clark Kent? He was Clark Kent, yeah. Okay. Yeah, my brother was a huge fan of that Smallville show. Um, I didn't mind it. Um, wanted to get your take. Um, do you have Paramount Plus at all? I do not. I have Disney Plus and then Hulu. Okay, so I, I have those as well, but I um, got Paramount Plus um, really because it's like the CBS whatever, CBS All Access, um, and for Survivor and The Challenge. Those are my mom and I's two favorite shows. But um, starting yesterday, um, they had the uh, – brand new Rugrats, so same voice actors um, from back in the day, brand new animation. Um, oh, if, you haven't, if, you haven't, if you haven't seen the trailer for it, um, go check out the new, just type in Rugrats 2021 trailer. Um, it's like two minutes long. It gives you an absolute look at like the animation they're going for. Um, but yeah, it's awesome they got all the original voice actors. Excellent. I will have to check that because I'm a big Rugrats fan. I'm nostalgic um, with my daughter and I. If you, if you need the username and password, buddy, you know I got you. 
um that is our show that's our recasted i hope you guys enjoyed it we are back hopefully you enjoyed the the new episode love being back and uh, obviously check us out again i'm gonna post side by sides with our cast we're gonna put them up on twitter instagram facebook you can find them on all those at recast the podcast if you go to instagram it's at at recast the podcast eight and if you want to go on youtube believe it or not we're actually going to have this video up uh each character gets their own video clip so if you don't want to watch us talk about william you can just watch us talk about adamar that's up to you uh so everybody gets their own video clip which is kind of cool and uh definitely tune in next week because we're going to be doing a joint uh, recasting with field of screens uh our friends over in england across the pond they wanted to do any given sunday oh it's gonna be fun isn't it it's gonna be a, a real fun game on a pitch yeah. <laughs> well, and I mentioned I was listening to them do their review of any given Sunday, and they were saying like, you know, my favorite kit was the Sharks kit because it actually. And I'm like, no, it's not a kit; it's a uniform. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, that'll be fun. This will be fun, mate. Yeah, we're gonna recast ten different uh, actors in, in that movie, and it's obviously a huge cast, unlimited budget. It's an Oliver Stone movie, so uh, we can go for broke with every character. And Jesse and I are gonna discuss who we want as a team and recast it. If you guys have any advice about who you'd like to see in the different roles, uh, definitely let us know. And we're gonna go toe to toe with the the Brits, and we're gonna take them down just like we did in 1776. <laughs> right, here we go. Well, that's it. Definitely. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, hopefully, you liked it, and hopefully, you tune into the next episode. Yeah, thank you so much, everybody, and uh, thank you so much, Wayne. I definitely look forward to doing more and more of this.